What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. My American. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. My American. Global awakening to the new world order. My American. Artificial intelligence. Android. My American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. You're listening to Pardon My American. Well, Heidi Ho there, everybody. Hello, everybody. Yes, indeedy. It is just Chris and I. Yes, sir. You and I. Just yeah. the two of us. Davy Boy has to work on the house. He is doing an inspection yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, inspection tomorrow, yeah. Oh, jolly, jolly goodness. <laughs> Those are always fun. Yeah. Sweating your ass off. Hoping they don't <laughs> find something they don't like. Teeth shattering. I mean, uh, 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 it'll be all good. Yes, yeah, it's just, it's about time. I'm ready. I'm ready for you guys to get the fuck out of here. I hate to say that <laughs> as much as, you know what I mean? But I, I'm ready for the next step of our journey. Yeah. I want you guys to get balls deep in Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I want excited you, for it, too. I want you guys to have fun, and honestly, I can't wait to get down there too i want to take trips i want to come see you guys and i want to freaking i want this thing to freaking blow up you know what i mean so regardless dave we miss you you know we'll have you back soon but you got to do what you got to do everybody if you can support our show by going to pardonmyamerican.com we have some awesome merch up for you guys and yes and we're seemingly putting up merch i don't know once a month I don't know. We've we've slowed it down just a little bit. Because uh, it comes in. Uh, it fluctuates on. Comes in the, waves. Yeah, the wanting comes in waves. So yes, it, but if you're, if you're looking at you're watching this video, we have a stunning visual visualization of all of our t-shirts, and my goodness, we're getting up there. We have yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. But if you guys buy that and you wear it around town, it really helps out our show. Um, people see it, they ask questions, they go, oh, pardon my American, that sounds kind of funny. What is that? And you go, oh, well, it's not fucking funny, okay? It's not funny, it's this badass podcast you should be listening to, and if you're not, you're dumb. Yeah, and hear this? That's that's you slapping that person in the face. <laughs> All right? That will definitely get them onto our show. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Knock some sense into them. <laughs> yeah, we're not condoning violence on this TV show, or this, uh, <laughs> whatever the hell we're on show. But yeah, so today... Um, I got I got a little show together here to discuss the jib jab. The uh, oh jolly! I know it's all just this jolly you know story nowadays. But um, you know, I right before we started the show, I just saw a tweet that said Justin Bieber is going to cancel the rest of his tour because of his facial ra- paralysis, Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Yeah, yeah the, the Pfizer smile. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh. I wonder if he if they're getting like if he's getting hints or being told what actually caused this behind the scenes. Um, do you think so, or do you I, think they're just like I don't it's think just so. this this disease has nothing to do with anything else? You I, just 
You sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. I think if you're high up enough in your A, like class A status Hollywood, yeah. you'll get a warning like, hey, bro, uh, we're going to give you something, but it's not going to be what you think it is. Or maybe you'll just be given something and just say, here, uh, give me your arm, take the shot, and it'll be saline. You know what I mean? Mm. And those class A or the A-list Hollywood stars, nothing will happen to them. Hey, yeah, nothing happened to me. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that would work in, in obviously, the the defense of Moderna, Mm -hmm. Pfizer, because you would want nothing bad to happen to those people. They're the face of your movement. It's true. Right? Hollywood, sports figures, politicians, you don't want anything bad to happen to them because if it did... It would be publicized, and it would be in the news, and it would be all over the place. Kind of like, but Justin Bieber. He, Justin Bieber's not in the news, though. Well, but it was a big deal. It was a very big deal where he, I mean, his face was a meme. Yeah, that's true. You know, the Pfizer smile, that he was the Pfizer smile. It became <laughs> Justin Bieber. So that kind of just started this whole conversation, and I found... Two articles that I wanted to go into first, and then the main squeeze here is this um, Romanian MEP. He's talking to the European Parliament, and he's specifically talking to the Moderna CEO and AstraZeneca executive VP regarding the safety and the efficacy of these uh, COVID jabs. Yeah. Right? And they're really just technology. The more and more I look at this, it's not a vaccine. It's not, well, it is an experiment. But when you look at it comprehensively, and if you really want to classify this with specificity, it's technology. Yeah, it's more of a technological experiment rather mm-hmm. than a medical experiment. Yes, it is a biological technology, biotech, if you want to call it that. So, yeah, but, but the first article here has to do with the high schooler. He's a high school athlete. He was found with six feet of blood clots in his leg. For God's sakes. It ended his Just in the leg? Just in his one leg. I didn't even read that part. When you told me that he had six foot long clots, (laughs) I was thinking like throughout his whole body. Yeah, this ain't freaking... just in the leg? This ain't no Subway sandwich, bro. All right? This was just in his freaking leg. Doctors baffled on exactly what happened. I don't know. What could it be? Yeah, this says, according to the report, quote, doctors are still trying to figure out exactly what happened to Caden. Poor Caden. But we got this video, and uh, it's about two minutes. I think we should watch it. Kind of gives a synopsis of what happened here. Can make that started on August 1st. Um, his dad took him to the emergency room. He was having severe pain in his back and legs. I was a bit confused. I didn't know really what was happening. And he just told me that he was just... Wasn't feeling good. This is his friend. The night before Wasion's first team practice, junior Caden Clymer unexpectedly had to be taken to Toledo Children's the Hospital. Music. His oh, yeah. calves were actually swelled up four inches larger in circumference than they are now. Oh. So they, he was very uncomfortable. I just wanted to go home, honestly. I, There's I Caden. didn't really care what they did to me. I just wanted to go home. Full of pain and uncertainty, Clymer <laughs> received word that he had blood clots in his legs. Oh. I was really sad. Uh, I was crying and I was upset because I played football my whole life and I, I just want to play with my friends. Six Look at this. Pause this. Pause this. Pause this. This is the six. In both legs. Is this for both legs? I think it's just in one. 
That's just in one leg. The way they have it separated, it looks like they pulled. It was like both legs. I mean, maybe it is. And honestly, I think if you if we listen to it, we'll why did they spell out? I don't know. It does look like it says out, doesn't it? Yeah. This looks like a triangle, and uh, on the bottom part of the triangle, it says out or DVT. What is it? This honestly looks like a satanic cult symbol, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's weird the way they laid this out. Why would you lay it out like that? Yeah, why would you try to spell something with blood clots? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, are, are you trying to speak to somebody? Is this I a mean, smoke it, signal? Just the way this is organized is, is weird. Just the clots itself. Right. So I think what you have there is a ruler. Look at that. So you have a ruler. Oh, yeah, a little one, yeah. Um, I think that's a foot ruler. Yeah, I think this is like a, a one-foot-long clot right there. Yes. So they're showing at least two feet right there. Three feet, four feet, five. Six feet, bro. That's about oh. six feet of blood clot. And he's a football player. And he's young. He's running a lot. And he's young. He's a teenager. Yep. He is... How old is this kid? Um, I don't know. I don't... It doesn't really say. But um, rewind it just a little bit. And then we'll see if this was from both legs or just one. Because six feet of blood clots in just one leg, my God, I I don't know what's going to happen to him. Yeah, right. The report goes on to say that he's he's going to have to take blood thinners and he can't play football anymore. But for how long? Who knows? All right, here we go. We're going to back it up just a little bit. Okay. Go home. Full of pain and uncertainty, Climber received word that he had blood clots in his legs. Okay, both legs. I was crying and I was upset because I played football my whole life and I, I just want to play with my friends. Six feet of blood clots were removed and because of the blood thinners he now has to take his football career over. was just getting ready to start practice. We were really looking forward to seeing him on Friday nights. Following nine days in the hospital, Climber returned to the team despite barely being able to walk. I'm really happy to be able to spend time with my friends, and uh, it means a lot to me to be able to be back on the field and have fun with them. Yeah, it was exciting to see him because we're football, so we see him like every day. So it was weird not seeing him, but it's good that he's back because we all like Clown Dog. He's our guy, so yeah, it's nice seeing him. His name's Clown Dog. A life-changing experience <laughs> that has proven the toughness of this young man. Well, yeah. Very strong, and I'm, I'm uh, well-minded because it, it took a lot of effort to be able to stay in the hospital for nine days straight and eat the hospital food and nine days straight procedures okay we can we can pause it so the bottom line is this kid's in freaking high school everybody all right and they're implying that he's vaccinated and it's because of the jib jab um i would argue yeah it's quite plausible that he was jabbed right and you know it's it's just a matter of time before how many of his other friends have clots in their legs yeah, I mean, depending on if they, yeah, I don't know. But the here's the deal is um, everybody is different. And I do want to kind of look at this from both sides, all right? So just because Dave's not here, I got I to gotta push on this side. He could have a family condition that makes him more susceptible to blood clots. That's how my, my wife's family is, too, yeah. right? My My wife's aunt got the AstraZeneca shot. Uh, within 14 days, she died. Mm-hmm. But their family is heavily predisposed to blood issues, heart issues, you name it. So it, it could have sped something up. It could have triggered something. 
Or maybe it was something completely different. Who knows? But that's what sucks about this is that we need to dig in. And hopefully they will. Because when you have shit like this happening with younger kids, this is where it gets really scary. Because you see the mom kind of like trembling, looking like, I don't know what I was going to do. What are you highlighting right here? Uh, It says, uh, apparently this was like one of the guys looking over like stuff Hirschman. Mm. I don't remember, I don't know exactly who he is. I think he's a a coroner or something. They okay. asked him about, but he says in 20 years of embalming, I had never seen these white fibrous structures in the blood, nor have others in my field. In the past year, I've seen these strange clots in many different indiv- individuals, mm. and it doesn't seem to matter what they die of. They often have similar substances in their blood. This makes me very concerned because if something is wrong in the blood, it begs the question is something causing people to die prematurely. That is a very, very good point and a very great transition point because this next article has to do with Italy. Yeah. In a peer-reviewed study that they found metal-like objects in 94% of individuals of the study. And that's a key term right there, peer-reviewed. Peer-reviewed. Because if it didn't say peer-reviewed, if it wasn't peer-reviewed, it would just be chalked up to hearsay we got so this guy it. this guy thinks this he did his own thing no one's ever been able to cooperate anything he said mm-hmm. but this is a peer-reviewed study so it has a backbone to it yeah and and not only that but this study coming out this italy study and what's so um, important about it is that it corroborates previous findings so the, the surgeons behind this study are Franco Giovanni. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly just going to stop right there. <laughs> I'm not going to try to announce the or pronounce the, the other two names because I'm going to sound real dumb. But they claim that their findings are similar to those of a study by Young Mi Lee, Sun Young Park, and Kai Yob Zhang from South Korea. Titled Foreign Materials in Blood Samples of Recipients of COVID-19 vaccines, but the Italian study says they have a much larger sample. So this study is finding the same thing that other studies are finding. Mm. It's the same damn thing. Weird-ass metal structures, metal-like objects that are inside of the individuals who have been jabbed. Now, this study is very interesting because they took blood before and after the jab. They can compare. All right. So starting in March 2021, three Italian surgeons analyzed peripheral blood using a single drop from each of the 1,006 symptomatic participants who had at least one mRNA injection. So you had 1,006 people participating. From from Pfizer or Moderna. Yeah. One of the other. So according to the study, out of those 1,006, 948 approximately 94% of the total sample, whose blood showed aggregation of erythrocytes, which are red blood cells, Mm -hmm. and the presence of particles of various shapes and sizes of unclear origin one month after the mRNA inoculation. So approximately 30 days after they received their last dose. They began seeing these things. These particles of various sizes, various shapes. Which, Which begs the question, like, would you not be able to see them just from one dose? Uh, well, so does so it, is, it, is it taking multiple doses to 
build these structures. So now when we get into the subjects, they do have some that were jabbed once, twice, and three times, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, erythrocytes are known as the red blood cells. They, um, they contain the protein called hemoglobin, which is responsible for carrying oxygen to your body, your lungs, all over the place, right? This says in 12 subjects, blood was examined with the same method before vaccination, showing a perfectly normal hematological distribution. The altercations found after the inoculation of the mRNA injections further reinforced the suspicion that the modifications were due to the so-called vaccines, quote-unquote. We report four clinical cases chosen as representative of the entire case series. So they had these four clinical cases as a representative of the whole study. Mm -hmm. Further studies are needed to define the exact nature of the particles found in the blood and identify possible solutions to the problems they are evidently causing. Well, one could venture a guess. You got some weird shit in your blood? You're going to get some blood clots. You're going to get some bleeding internally. You're going to get a bunch of different shit that yeah. can go wrong. Well, I, I figure like when they say there further studies are, are needed to define the exact nature and how to find a solution for it. I feel like if you have foreign objects floating around in your blood that are so small, the only way to deal with that is if you were to get a transfusion, right? One would think, or something like an ultrasound type of technology that could break the clots down. Mm-hmm. Something that could break it down. You know, like when you get a kidney stone, they can use ultrasound. Yeah, lasers or whatever they're yeah. You know, and literally sound. They could use yeah. sound wave technology to, to break, break it, it apart. So maybe they could do something like that. Maybe they would have another substance to dissolve the clots, dissolve this foreign matter. But regardless, that hasn't come out yet, so no one knows. And regardless of that, the the real issue is that they're there in the first place. Exactly. Yes, and so this was... um, The observation of the blood was observed under an optical microscope in a dark field after an average of 30 days from the last inoculation... And so here we go. Our findings, however, are bolstered by the parallel analysis of the fluids in the vials of the mRNA concoctions alongside petrifuged plasma samples from the cases they studied intensively, blah, 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 blah. What seems plain enough is that metallic particles resembling graphene oxide and possibly other metallic compounds like those discovered by Gatti and Montanari have been included in the cocktail of whatever the manufacturers have seen fit to put in the so-called mRNA vaccines. All righty. So they mentioned specifically graphene oxide that came from them. Uh, The surgeons believe that the vaccine makers should provide an explanation as to what is within the shots and why those components are present. Uh, In our experience as clinicians, these, this is a quote In our experience as clinicians, these mRNA injections are very unlike traditional, quote, vaccines, and their manufacturers need, in our opinion, to to come clean about what is in the injections and why it is in there. Now, here are the pictures. If you scroll on down, so here is the first example. These photos are 40x magnification. So on the left, it shows blood condition of the patient before the inoculation. 
right? Perfectly mm-hmm. normal. You see all these blood, red blood cells that are separate. Yeah. They're still together, but they're separate as you'd picture them. And then on the right, it shows the same person's blood one month after the first dose of the Pfizer mRNA vaccine. This is after one dose, bro. Look at that. That shit. doesn't look good. Like, what is what is that bright white fucking section? That right bright white section. This like, says is that just a huge clump of fucking whatever, dude? It says particles can be seen among the red blood cells, which are strongly, uh, what is this? Conglobed, conglobated, conglobated, <laughs> conglobated. I like that. Around the exogenous particles, the agglomeration is believed to reflect a reduction in zeta potential, adversely affecting the normal colloidal distribution of erythrocytes, as seen at the left. So essentially, this is some weird-ass shit. The the stuff that's glowing right there. (laughs) This is some weird-ass shit. You got, okay, and not only that, but the red blood cells on the right after 30 days. look very deteriorated. They are not spherical. They are no longer symmetrical. They are clumping. It looks like there's a bunch of debris everywhere. They are clumping. They're breaking apart. Yeah. Right? They are slicing themselves. Uh, Maybe maybe this foreign particle in there, that bright spot, is slicing them open, right? Now, if you go down to this next picture, this image is 120x magnification. It shows the two exogenous particles and the cluster of fibrin two months after vaccination. And so when you have the presence of fibrin, that means clotting. So fibrin gets, you have an up, up or an increase in fibrin in your body when you have something happen inside of you mm-hmm. and you need to create a, a clot. So like when you cut when your you body. Cut yourself, yeah. And you have the kind of scab. The scab is a blood clot. It's a mixture of fibrin, uh, you know, a bunch of different stuff, but red blood cells. But the fibrin helps maintain that clot together, right? So you're seeing that the fibrin is next to these particles, these things that look like they could just be, uh, as they said, graphene oxide. But they look sharp. Yeah. That that within a small little capillary of your system would cut the fuck out of you. Hmm. And especially if you have fibrin all around there, yeah, you're going to clot. That's going to cause a shitload of problems. Uh, going down to this next picture says the image at 120x magnification, 3x magnification digitally produced, highlights a typical self-aggregating structuring in fibrotubular mode. Whoa. What does that mean? All that means is that you're seeing that these particles are forming some sort of crystalline figure. So they're using that fibro or the fibrin. They're like cr- they're growing branches. They're creating tubes. Yeah. All right. It's creating like roots in your fucking bloodstream. That's not good. <laughs> and yeah, this says like furthermore. That's not good. There is an area of close influence, butterfly wings, in context of the crystalline type. So, I mean, um, there's pictures among pictures among pictures. But keep on going. Look at this one. Uh, look at case number two. This is a 55 or 54-year-old woman whose symptoms included drug-resistant severe headache, profound worsening asthenia, Sleep, wake, rhythm disorders, generalized parath- paresthesia, and 
dysesthesia, psychic manifestations, and depressive mood. This is after the second dose of the vaccine. Her blood had, I mean, this looks like... It literally turned into a shard of glass, it looks like. It looks like an ice sculpture that you'd see at one of those rich people parties. Oh, it does. It looks like an icicle. Right? And it's an icicle. Yeah. Hanging off of my gutters. Right? I got to (laughs) go cut off this. This thing will fall on my head if I don't cut it. Right? Yeah, it looks like the ice you'd pick up out of like a broken mud puddle or something. Yep. And if you look at the next one down, it's the same thing. Right? I mean, this is uh, really gross... Really scary. And so if this, if this, this is a large study. This is what, a thousand people? Yeah. 94% of the people had, had this, shit. this problem. That's crazy. My God. Imagine that on a world scale. Huh. Right? Yeah, that's, that's a huge problem. Do we need to shut these windows or are we good? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to shut these windows here, but everybody who's not looking at this. Uh, you can look look this up. I mean, this is the Italy peer-reviewed study. Or you can help us out on Patreon. Go sign up on Patreon. Metal-like objects and 94% of individuals with reported mRNA vaccine side effects. It's no joke, man. And this goes along. I remember when this first started being reported, we were looking at a group of German scientists. We They were clearly speaking in German, but yeah. it was being translated we were questioning, okay, are they translating it correctly? Is this accurate? But they were looking at shit just like this, where it was like floating across. Oh, yeah. It was moving by itself. Moving yeah. by itself, collecting by itself, connecting things by itself. Yep. So I'm just, ugh. You know, and, and that's what leads me to this next, the next big kahuna here. What I really want to discuss. Um, Hold on just one second here. There we go. All righty. So this is coming also from the Gateway Pundit. This says, do you think that this is fair? And this is the Romanian MEP, Christian Tarhis. He's grilling the AstraZeneca VP, the Moderna CEO, in front of European Parliament. And specifically... He's really just going into the safety and the efficacy of these vaccines and why are their contracts so secretive? Yeah. And I know that Pfizer was ordered to release the safety of their documentation, like the documentation just in general. On the first of every month, you're supposed to release this many pages, this many pages, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. They wanted to keep this information for 75 years or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. Secret for 75 years. However, Stuff's been rolling out. We've been seeing that, oh, so you have had um, spontaneous abortions. You have had not very good efficacy rates with these. So, there's a video, and I do want to play this video and then kind of pause it along the way and go into some articles that kind of support what this man is saying. So we can go ahead and start this out here. Thank you so much. The first set of questions is for both AstraZeneca and Moderna. So the first question is, I would like to know the date, if it's possible, when you decoded the full DNA sequence of this virus, or you solely relied on the sequence provided to you by the Chinese government. Second question, have you tested if the vaccines are stopping the spread of the virus or not? 
because the data clearly shows that your products are not stopping the spread of this virus. Okay, so pause it real quick. So he basically was saying, you know, did you test whether or not this thing was going to stop the spread? Yeah, basically, have you ran any tests to see if this thing actually works? Yeah, and I know that when this first came out, you know, Joe Biden, everybody, the, the head of the CDC, was saying, "Hey, just get vaccinated. You won't get COVID if you just take this vaccine, yep. right? Safe and effective. It's safe. It's it's effective. It's ninety five percent effective. Yep. But then there's that brilliant video. I don't know if you've seen this, Chris, but it's a montage of the decline. Oh yeah, in yeah. efficacy. Yep." Where it starts slowly out. over time, the percentage goes down and down and down. Yes, and it starts out and it has that, but it has Fauci at the beginning of the video saying these vaccines are very highly efficacious, uh, unequivocal. There is unequivocally no doubt in my mind. These vaccines. Everyone needs to get this. That's why God gave you two arms. No, he's not the one who said that, but some some fool said that recently. Yeah. But as the video progressed, the efficacy of the vaccine goes down to, what, 15%? Something ungodly. And now, you will hear the response. I don't even know if we're going to play it, but you'll... If you watch this entire video, you'll hear the response to that, to his, Mm -hmm. his secondary question, like... Why did the efficacy go down? You know, did you test how well these things work? Because you can still get COVID after this. Their answer to that is, well, yeah, because our vaccines were made for the alpha and the beta variant. By the time people were receiving that, the the virus had mutated into Delta, mm. into Omicron, and we had no way to really catch up with it. Right? Then, then why even give it to people? That's my point. Why are you mandating something that you know right now you just admitted you know it's not going to work? Yeah. You literally just you, admitted it. You that. are requesting emergency youth authorization yep. to give a uh, quote unquote medicine to people for a virus that you're behind the eight ball on. Yes. That you're, you admittedly can't keep up with. Mm-hmm. So the whatever you come out with is already one or two variants behind. Yep. And it will always be yeah. one or two variants behind. And that's that's the, that's the magic here is that he kind of un, un, uh, he revealed the whole plan. Yeah. Is you're creating something that's always two generations behind what we're going to be dealing with in the future. Because you can't come out with something that fast. Yeah. You just can't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then uh, what was his first question? I, I know that he... Uh, sorry, I just... And it, the the words are all definitely in, I think, Russian. AstraZeneca and Moderna. So the first question is, I would like to know the date, if it's possible, when you decoded the full DNA sequence of mm, this virus. Yes. Okay. Or you... Which, from my understanding, is never, right? Well, and that's the thing, is if you look on the CDC website, the... Um, the... Ar- the uh, what was it? The PCR test. Mm-hmm. The PCR test, how that thing was validated, right? Because you have to, you would have to isolate the virus. Yeah. Have that chunk be your standard, like your testing standard, yep. right? You would freeze that at minus 80. It's just like cryogenically, it's available forever. 
I'm going to keep this as my 100% gold standard. Mm-hmm. Whenever I do anything around the world, we need to to basically Compare break to this. Break yeah. off a piece of that, thaw it out. I mean, you can make duplicates of this standard, right? Yeah. But once you have that standard, you can't um you can't really duplicate it down the road. Like you can't just like Oh, here's the standard, duplicate that, and then duplicate the duplicate, duplicate the, it gets tainted. You can't yeah. do that. You have to have the standard, the initial um, isolation, yeah, right? Just like if you're like burning CDs or something, to put it in very layman's terms. The yes. more you copy and more you copy this song, the worse it sounds later Exactly. On. It's going to yeah. start out at like hundred or 1,000 kilobytes per second, and then it'll go down to like 600 kilobytes yeah. per second, then it'll go down to 320 kilobytes per second, and then eventually it just sounds like... Uh, Charlie Brown's teacher talking through the <laughs> megaphone. Yeah, exactly. So you have this gold standard and you bring in this technology, you bring in this device, you create this test to say, can I find X using this gold standard? Yeah. Now, the way that the test was ran, and it says this on the CDC's website, or at least where they are talking about how this method was validated for COVID-19. They were saying because we could not obtain the gold standard, i.e. the isolated virus, to validate this method for the virus, we use something that we think is similar. similar. So, so they, they, didn't the, have, they didn't have a true definition of what the virus was. So they, so they the had flu. to use something close to it. Yes. That automatically is not exactly what you needed to create to fight this in the first place. And think about the variation there. Yeah. It's like, I need Shaquille O'Neal's shoe in order to validate this test. That is coronavirus, okay? Shaquille O'Neal's shoe is COVID. We need a, we need a piece of that shoe in order to make this test. Yeah. We don't have that, so I'm going to use Greg's flip-flop. <laughs> All right? It's close enough. Yeah, close enough. It's they're both a, they're a both, kind of rubber, right? They're both shoes. <laughs> they're both shoes, right? Yeah. But if you think about it, that's what they did. Yeah. They took a fucking flip flop instead of Shaquille O'Neal's shoe, and they need that, and everybody needs that because how are you going to tell if anybody has Shaquille's shoe or Greg's dirty flip flop? You're not going to be able to tell that. Yeah. So what he's saying here is with his first question is when did you isolate this thing? Because if you did, that goes down the road of, okay, why didn't you uh, validate the PCR test off of the isolated virus? Why did you use the flu strain or something else? Why did you use anything else? Yeah. You should have used COVID, but you didn't. Right? Yeah. So it was faulty from the very beginning, and we, we knew that. The testing was, yeah. at least. And so that's, that's kind of what I picked up off that first question. And we, uh, let's just go ahead and play through like question three here. You solely relied on the sequence provided to you by the Chinese government. Second question, have you tested if the vaccines are stopping the spread of the virus or not? Because the data clearly shows that your products are not stopping the spread of this virus. Third question, have you had people who died during human trials? And if so, what were the illnesses that they died from? Now, I have certain questions for uh, Moderna for Mr. Bouncell. You stated here that you relied on the sequence provided to you by the Chinese government when you developed your vaccine. I have here an <sighs> That's answer never a good from plan. Emma, nope. which is showing for every vaccine 
the kind of tests that were done. So in the case of, in the case of Moderna, for example, you provided data showing that you tested these vaccines since 2017, 2018, 2019. So how were you able to test these vaccines? Back then, when we found out about this virus in December of 2019. Okay, pause Boom. Right? So the man just said, how are you testing this shit three years before the pandemic? Yep. Right? You, you had this technology, whatever the fuck this is, you're testing it, and then we have a pandemic, and now you're making billions of dollars off of it? Yeah, which obviously was never created for this in the first place. Now, their response, looking forward into this video, and, and they have this response, they're saying that this is a delivery system. This is a template. This is, um, you know, a design where you can alter. You can basically have your template, your foundation, mm -hmm. the mRNA delivery system, and you can plug and play, right? If I have a COVID virus, if I have a flu virus, if I have a fucking you name it, right? That's okay. what their claim is. But he's saying... That's not what your goal was. Your goal was an mRNA system for COVID. Yeah. But you've never not isolated in, not it going an back to question one. interchangeable one. But going back to question one, why didn't you put the gold standard in there, in that delivery system? You never did. Which then would beg the question, if you, all this time, and you were never able to actually isolate the virus, was there a virus in the first place? Uh, yes, I believe. Then why wouldn't they be able to isolate it? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Like it, all these people are dying. Supposedly, we're getting the videos out of China, remember? The people dropping dead in the street. Yeah. They're getting their information about the virus from China. Why wasn't the virus isolated by anyone? Besides China, at least, right? Because if, that, if, they, if they did. They, so, per their claim, that was the gold standard. So, the gold standard was the isolation one time around done by China. Here it is. Everybody use this. Go. But no, then nobody no, else used it? No verifying. That's my thing is, okay, we're going to go before we verify? We're going to trust China? This shit came out of China? Yeah. And we're just going to hurry? Because there was such like a, a need to have an ASAP, like... This is an emergency. No one questioned it. They just took it and ran with it. But it wasn't that big of an emergency because that shit was going down in China in late November, December, and it, nothing even happened here until February. At least. Right? So the, the first case happened in Seattle in February. Mm -hmm. So you had a good two months to figure out, to isolate, to figure out what needed to happen, and none of that took place well and it did kind of take place remember the two indian doctors who isolated this virus and they were looking at it and they said oh there's foreign cleavage sites of the hiv virus or you have some sort of hiv delivery system Yeah, and they came out initially and said this looks manufactured yeah yeah but what happened to that study it was rejected yeah because it didn't fit the narrative kind of like um hcq Mm -hmm. You had that Lancet study that initially came out saying HCQ was causing scar tissue on the heart. People who take this medication, they're having heart problems. And don't you find it convenient? That now people are having heart problems? From the jab. Mm -hmm. You know, it's projection. 
they were just projecting what people will be having, you know, but it wasn't from HCQ it was from what they would put in their body via the jab. Yeah. So I found that that was very ironic, but the Lancet study that said that HCQ was causing scar tissue was overturned. It was rejected. It was fake. But it was too late. The, it already muddied the waters, yeah. the public opinion. Well, the that, court of that's public their opinion. go-to tactic in the first place, isn't it? Like the mainstream, everybody. Yeah. They just put information out there regardless of who it hurts or who it confuses. And then they just quietly say, oh, we messed up later. Yeah, and they move on. Yeah. And by the time that they move on, there's, there's such a dramatic news cycle that everybody has lost focus on the importance of HCQ mm-hmm. or the importance of ivermectin or the importance of anything. It's everybody's attention. Everybody's just attention whores, you know? Yep. They're like, oh, the next shiny object. Oh, look, squirrel, you know? They're not paying attention to the important things sometimes. And, it, you know, I don't blame them. I do it too. And it's easy to get caught up in shit that doesn't matter. But the media knows that. And these companies know that you know, that's what they can do. They can use the media to distract people, get them caught up on something else and make them look somewhere else, you know? Well, yeah. And they got themselves into this position that people trust the word. Yes. Uh, well, hopefully that's dwayning. Oh, it is. Definitely yeah. it is. Um, so yes, I, I did want to bring up. So we talked about that, that the two Indian doctors who originally discovered this DNA had HIV entwined in its cellular kind of mechanism right Mm -hmm. they found that but that got squashed because you know what hey we got shit to pump in people's bodies you're telling everybody that this has hiv in it people that's going to scare some people we can't say that right and it makes it look like it's from a lab at that time the lab theory was conspiracy theory you'd get kicked off youtube you get kicked off everywhere for saying that why that paper isn't revisited is another question. I think they should revisit it. I think they, they should challenge it and get that thing reversed. Personally, I would if I were that scientist. If you're not dead, who, yeah. who the hell knows where they're at? Um, but this leads me to the next article here. So this is coming from Daily Mail. And this came out March 3rd, 2022. Scientists claim COVID virus contains tiny chunk of DNA that matches sequence patented by Moderna three years prior to the pandemic. No, you mean the shit they were testing. So the actual COVID virus contains a Moderna patented sequence. Mm -hmm. The virus has something that Moderna owns. What are the odds that a company manufactures something that identically matches something that occurs in nature? On accident. Never going to happen. No. And that's what these scientists who found this, uh, they said it was a three trillion chance, one in three trillion chance that COVID develops this code naturally. <laughs> so basically impossible. It's it, These people put this in the virus and they created the virus and they created the vaccine. Just like we say always, right? You create the problem to sell you the solution. Yes. And how much money did they make doing it? Right? You got to look at fist, bro. Yeah, motive, right? And, you know, to be, to be determined. But the evidence so far does not look good, people. No. The genetic match discovered in COVID's unique ferrin cleavage site on the spike protein 
matches the Moderna patented sequence. Uh, the match sequence patented by, Gener- or by Moderna was being used for cancer research purposes. Uh, the researchers say that this is a one in three trillion chance that COVID developed this code naturally. Critics of the study are skeptical of the author's conclusions, suggesting that the sequence match is not as rare as has been claimed. Right. So if you scroll, yes, you can see the picture of this genetic code sequence. And they're talking about the 12 nucleotide sequence present in the Farron cleavage site of SARS-CoV-2. You will see that there is an exact match of this CCT, CGG, CGG, CGA. Um, I do want to give props to Dan Bongino because he was talking about this months ago. Yeah. I remember when he was talking about this. Now, um, the they also have a screenshot of the United States patent of this. This is the Moderna patent of that code. Filed February 4th, 2016. All right, so they they filed the patent for this in 2016. Three years later, we have a pandemic. And imagine that. Four years later, they're selling you the cure to that pandemic. The same people. Yep. Um, Now, if you scroll down on this article, I found that this was fascinating. Because they have a timeline. This says, this says China's official pandemic timeline of the coronavirus pandemic and the evidence that undermines it. So you have the official timeline. It's kind of going through, you know, the earliest dates of December 8th, 2019 was that China acknowledged an infection. And then you had blah, 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 blah. It goes until March 28th, the former United States national security officials Say that there was a direct order from Beijing to destroy all viral samples at the Wuhan lab. Um, however, new evidence. This is what I want to focus on here. So in 2012, six miners struck down with a mysterious flu-like illness in Mojang, Mojang? Mojang Cave in Hunan. Y-U-N-N-A-N. They were found to have been infected with the closest known relative to COVID, sharing 97% of its genes. Oh. But how do you know that if you haven't isolated it? Yeah. Right? So that's... that's I'm sure the, they have now. Maybe. Maybe. Samples RATG13 are sent to the Wuhan Institute of Virology to be studied. And that was uh, 2012, mind you. Yeah. Right? So in September 2019, blood samples are taken in lung cancer screening trial in Italy which later test positive for coronavirus. And the coronavirus, there's so many different ones. So like almost three months before the outbreak even happened. Mm-hmm. So you're finding this in Italy in blood samples, right? September 2019. So here's October 2019. Whistleblower Y. Jingsheng claims that China deliberately spread COVID at the World Military Games in Wuhan in October two months before the rest of the world knew about the virus. Mm. Now, this was a big deal, and I think that this is likely where it was spread, or at least where it was given to people to spread. Yeah. Because the DOD was, I mean, we know that they were funding labs in Ukraine, bio labs, right? There's been theories that coronavirus was created in Ukraine instead, and then transferred to other places 
because there was there's this theory going around that the different strains of COVID were designed to attack different people. Yeah. Like Asians, Hispanics. Yeah, body types. Right? So, you had this whistleblower who was saying that, yeah, everybody at the military games was given their vial and they took it to their respective areas and that's where they had their outbreaks. Mm. And I go, okay, that kind of makes sense. But what happened to the whistleblower? Probably dead. Probably. In October, same same month, 2019, you have Xi Jinping authoritarian regime tried desperately to shut down whistleblowers like Mr. Jingsheng. Any references made in social media about the new SARS virus or outbreak were censored. Between October and December of 2019, you had rise in, quote, flu pneumonia cases in northern Italy, which could be linked to coronavirus. In November, whistleblower Mr. Jingsheng claims he took his concerns about the military games to senior figures within the Trump administration, but was ignored. Hmm. So why would Trump or his administration ignore him? Which officials? There you go. Are these black? Well, not, I don't want to say black hats, but bad guys or good guys? Yeah. Right? Because we know that there was a, a lot of people in Trump's administration that were purposely working against him. Right? Exactly. Yeah, he was surrounded by the deep state. Um, this goes on. I don't want to read this whole thing, but it just says sewage samples were taken in Brazil, suggests the virus, the virus was present there November 10th. Uh, you have uh, Milanese women with skin biopsy showing signs of the virus. You have leaked documents on November 17th suggest that a case was detected in China. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. But the evidence shows <laughs> the bottom line is the virus has a piece of patented DNA in there that Moderna owns yeah which is nearly impossible for that to happen naturally and it begs this is probably the question why wasn't why wasn't it sequenced before like why did we just trust the chinese and just say okay here's the sequence let's use this go why didn't we actually take a sample from a patient take the time to isolate it grow it yeah and study it because we'd probably find that a piece of that DNA belonged to Moderna. Right? Most likely. That's yeah. that's why they said here it is. And it makes sense. Trust us. Trust us coming from China. Just don't look into it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is a big Shiloh LaBeouf campaign. Just do, do it! it! <laughs> do it! You could do it. Anyway. What yeah, are you waiting for? That's what they're doing, dude. Yeah. They should get Shia LaBeouf up there to tell everybody, just do it. Pump it in your arms. I wouldn't think, be surprised. Do you think Shia LaBeouf took it? No. I don't think so. Either. I, I th- mean, I'm not going to... could be wrong, obviously, but I think he's very much against... Yeah. <laughs> I think he's so crazy, he doesn't trust anybody. <laughs> so he's like, fuck you. What are you trying but, to put in my body? Is fuck he crazy, you. though? Uh, You know, kind of. That, uh, yes. I think he's slightly insane, but I think that drugs and alcohol can do that to you. And I think that his family raising, I think, you know, being a child actor can definitely do that to you. But that's what I'm saying. 
is he crazy because he's just crazy or is he portrayed as crazy? Mm. Like bums. Yeah. Well, I don't know. When I see a bum shitting him or herself, I go, yeah, that person's insane. <laughs> you know, if you're just well, dropping, I mean... dropping trow and plopping it like it's hot right there on the cement, nice sunny afternoon. Ah, you know, like John Denver said. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean you're a crazy person. You just don't, literally don't give a shit. Oh, well, literally, yes. But sunshine on your shoulders will make you happy, but sunshine on your asshole, even happier. I guess that's actually very good for you. That is good. what I've heard. Yes, anal bleaching. Uh, Yeah, you're supposed to... uh, Tan your butthole. Anal sunning, I think it's called. Yes, Like you're supposed to spread eagle with your asshole to the sky and let the sun shine yeah. on you. And it's supposed to be very good. Yeah. There is nothing. I don't know. <laughs> there's nothing more like pagan worship than spreading your ass cheeks and letting your butthole <laughs> see the sun. You know what I mean? That is like next level. Let pagan the light worship. shine in Greg. Yeah. <laughs> like you worship the sun so much that you spread cheeks just to let it get in. Take me. You know what I mean? Yeah, penetrate anything, that, that's I guess. The, that's the only way to do good, right? Is let light shine in the dark places. That is true. <laughs> you know? Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Uh, yeah, that's what they All say. Right? Uh, go to this next article, because keeping along the lines of they knew about this shit before it was out, um, this was in June of 2021, June 4th, 2021. U.S.-linked Chinese military scientists filed a patent for COVID vaccine just after the contagion emerged. So in February, so on February 24th or 24th, 2020, you had Zhao Yusen. He was a decorated military scientist for the People's Liberation Army who worked alongside the Wuhan Institute of Virology as well as U.S. scientists. He submitted a patent for the actual COVID vaccine. Mm. And this was, the patent was lodged by the Institute of Military Vaccine Academy of Military Sciences of the PLA. And it was filed just five weeks after China admitted there was human-to-human transmission of the virus. And months before, Zhao died under mysterious circumstances. Imagine that. So there is something that we have never seen archived before, raising the question of whether this work uh, may have started much earlier. This is uh, Professor Nikolai Petrovsky of the Flinders University. Flinders! According to the intrigue, Zhao later died under mysterious circumstances in May last year. Something being looked into as part of the international investigation ordered by President Biden, the paper insisted. Blah, 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 blah. Despite being the award-winning military scientist, there were no reports or tributes with him just listed as, quote, deceased as the Chinese media report in July and December. Scientists, blah, blah, blah. So they didn't credit him with anything. No. They just took it. And apparently, he was an award-winning military scientist. Hmm. So I think this guy, he knew it was coming. He knew he was going to get killed. And he did this to help the world. Maybe. He he filed this thing. He logged, he logged this in under the Institute of Military Medical, you know, Military Sciences. And pretty much died right after he did that. 
you know. But that's that's the thing is that where how where how did you file a patent for this COVID vaccine months after this thing was released? This is in February, so this the pandemic started in December 2019, mm-hmm. right? Wet market was yeah. spreading around, and, and he he filed a patent in February. He filed a patent for the vaccine in February. So how, how so that tells it? me he had he had either he made it up or he actually had a uh, a fucking a vial of the actual virus. Well, where that he could base his vaccine off of. This was saying that Zhao worked because it did originate there. From what they say, yeah, reportedly. So right? he would have first access to something like that. Yeah, and that that goes back to um, the Romanian uh, representative in front of European Parliament. He's asking, "How did you guys test this shit in 2017, 2018, 2019? You know, where mm-hmm. did this patent come from?" Well, and that begs the question too. It. Is the vaccine at the, at that point? Is the vaccine that China is giving its residents the same thing as everybody else is getting? Are they even being given the vaccine? Are they even giving anything? Right. And so this is saying before working uh, before working with the PLA, Zhao had strong ties to the United States, doing postdoctoral research at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. Wasn't there vials? Mm-hmm of uh what was it smallpox in a pittsburgh kind of area Mm -hmm. pittsburgh lab so yeah they found him in his socks or something right no 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 that was dr lieber oh yeah that was dr lieber when he was going into the airport but this was the the whole like monkeypox outbreak remember Mm -hmm. like when the the monkeys the hundred monkeys event happened You also had the University of Pittsburgh or somewhere in Pittsburgh, there was a some sort of lab that had vials labeled smallpox found mm. in their fridge. Yeah, They were just labeled smallpox. That doesn't mean it was smallpox, but it's kind of coincidental that this uh, whistleblower who filed the patent for the COVID vaccine worked at the University of Pittsburgh, University School of Medicine. It'd be interesting also, what's the difference between his patent and Moderna's patent? Like, is his, what, if he wouldn't, if it was the same kind of virus, he wouldn't be able to do a patent, right? Hmm. Well, and that. Or that, actually, they wouldn't be, actually, they had the patent first because they started in 2017. Well, that's a great segue into this next article. So go to this next one because this, it, this is like brand spanking. This is happening now. August 28th, 2022, Moderna is suing Pfizer for the COVID-19 vaccine patent infringement. So Moderna is saying, Pfizer, you don't know what you're doing. You stole our cop stuff. Us. Yeah, you stole our patented product, right? That we were working on in 2017, 2018, 1920. Yeah. Right, so they filed a suit in the United States and Germany uh, Friday. They were basically saying that um, they had so Moderna is saying that they had over a decade of research on mRNA in coronaviruses with six different quote mRNA candidates of infectious disease in clinical trials. So that's kind of freaky to think about. Mm-hmm. The company obtained various patents for its technology between 2011 and 2016. So they've been working on this shit for a while. 
Then, when the pandemic struck, quote, Moderna answered the call and quickly developed a COVID-19 vaccine based on its existing, what is it called? Technology. Technology. This is not a vaccine. This is not a therapeutic. It's a technology. Moderna claims that the prior or that prior to this pandemic, Pfizer and BioNTech had no existing mRNA vaccine technology. Yet when Pfizer and BioNTech presented vaccine candidates for testing, quote, they decided to make the exact same chemical modification to their mRNA that Moderna scientists first developed years earlier, end quote. In scientific terms, Pfizer and BioNTech's vaccine, quote, uses the exact same, oh God, one methyl chemical <laughs> modification in a lipid <laughs> nanoparticle formulation as Moderna's patented COVID-19 vaccine. So they, Moderna, are seeking damages of Pfizer sales that occurred after March 8th, 2022. Mm. And imagine those sales are quite high. Oh, yeah. Right. So during the pandemic. Why, why only after March of 2022? That's, um, is that when it was, yeah, you know, I don't know. When when was this thing approved, quote unquote, Comirnaty by the FDA? 2021, right? Yeah. Hmm. Mm, or, uh, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe this is saying, during the pandemic, Moderna voluntarily pledged not to enforce their, quote, patents against those making the vaccines intended to combat the pandemic. There's your answer. Mm. Oh, so according to them, the pandemic's over. Yes. So now they can seek damages. So as soon as it was declared an endemic, Moderna goes, suing. We're suing you. But when was that? Because all the media is still calling it a pandemic. I think that they were saying it's, uh, you're right. I don't know if the CDC or the WHO ever declared this over, right? Yeah. And technically they can't. Or they would be... How are they still getting emergency use authorization for all these boosters if it's over? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so why why is Moderna allowed to sue Pfizer if the emergency is not over? Hmm. 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 This is this goes on to say here. Let's see. The company refrained. This is quote refrained from asserting its patents earlier, so as not to distract from efforts to bring the pandemic to an end as quickly as possible. However, now that the vaccines are easily accessible to most people, Moderna seeks compensation for continued sales of Pfizer and BioNTech vaccine and booster shots. Mm. Moderna claims their goal is quote. To protect the mRNA technology platform they innovated, invested in, and patented to ensure that intellectual property is respected. Jeezo. Like, haven't you made enough? And honestly, these these people are evil. Like, both companies are, they, you know, I could give two shits about them, but it's just like, Moderna wants to be the one. Yeah. They don't want Pfizer in this at all. And isn't that like something we've already said? Like, it seems like these pharmaceutical companies are battling each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Look at AstraZeneca. I remember when this first came out, it was AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson, yeah. Johnson & Johnson was, I believe, the first... No. 
I think it was AstraZeneca was the first AstraZeneca one. and then Johnson Johnson came shortly after. Yeah. So AstraZeneca got nubbed. I remember when Every, everyone started going, do not take this. Yes. They were like, do not take it. There's massive push. Right. Yeah. And I can only imagine the amount of ad campaign, the amount of money that Moderna and Pfizer both put towards Fox News, MSNBC, you name it, mm-hmm. to push out that garbage saying, don't take the AstraZeneca. It's causing blood clots. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're the ones that are causing, causing these blood clots, right? Mm. And I I heard, uh, and this this goes on, yeah, the same thing happened with Johnson Johnson, right? I remember seeing uh, news articles that were saying, uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of Johnson and Johnson dumped because of a mistake done at a manufacturing site. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Where it's like, oh man, those could have went into people's arms and bodies. So basically, Moderna is like, we know that Pfizer is using our technology to make this mask vaccine, and they're distributing it to people and making money. Mm-hmm. But let's just let them do it because we know what it is. So let's just get it in people. Uh, maybe. or And then we'll just collect our money from them afterwards. Yeah, because they can't end the emergency because then they the whole gig is up and their oh, yeah, products they, they rendered have no useless. Product. Yeah. So you have to keep the gig up. You have to go, okay, let's let them use it. Whatever. I guess this is part of the deal. We could have been making all that fucking extra money. But then Pfizer had to step in. But meanwhile, let's squash out our competition. So AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, let's get those guys out of the picture. Let's just keep you and I, and then I'll sue you. And then secretly, I'm just going to sue you later. They probably know. They probably knew. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. But I'm saying they probably knew. I think that if this is a concerted effort to pump shit into people's bodies that you know you haven't tested, you know... Well, maybe you have tested. I'll take that back. But you know that it has shit in it. Oh, yeah. That is uh, substance that will cut the fuck out of your capillaries and cause blood clots. And you're you're asking and you're you're saying to the CDC, the World Health Organization, all these government entities, you're saying this is a mandate. People must take this. Then you know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course they know what they're doing. It's not just about money. It's about mm, hurting people. I don't know if it's about hurting people. I, I think, well, they, they said it in that thing. It's, it's so they can interchange whatever whatever they want about at the time, right? That's their technology. It's, it's, we have this, now that's in you, and now we can give you this other thing that we make, and it can attach to that, maybe. Now, I do want to ask this. So... Here's here's where I know this was studied, and people have talked about this. The mRNA delivery system, mm-hmm. the mRNA technology, right? Yeah. That has been studied in animal models, and every animal model that it was studied in, the animals ended up dead. Yeah. Outlook, not good if you had an eight <laughs> ball, right? So this is something that people go to, and they go, you've never had a successful, healthy mRNA whatever so why are you just now rolling this out to everybody yeah. the whole world right and that is one thing that got my attention i go wait a second all right so but most places if they have zero success in animal studies they wouldn't get any kind of approval to move forward at all no yeah so how did they 
That that is the question, and that's why I say that there's something more to this, where they wanted to hurt people, or they didn't give a shit if it hurt people. They just wanted to pump it and make as much money as they can before something happens. Well, and you said it earlier; it's a, it's a delivery device, yeah. Right. So it, yep. maybe it's they we, they need to get this delivery device and as many people as they can because we have something in the future that we will need to give you. That is a very good point, and I totally agree with that because you're we're just pointing out the people that have the problems. What about the people that have taken this that don't have any problem at all? Yeah. What if it was designed to just stay in your body and be activated when they want it to, mm-hmm. like a technology would be? I mean, for God's sakes, the Moderna... CEO basically came out not too long ago saying, I could see this being like an iPhone update. You're going to require this every couple months. Yeah. You know what I mean? And speaking of, I do have him with uh, Maria Bartiromo saying that, yeah, this is probably, uh, you know, part of our, our, our virus or our patented processes in here. But we're going to we're going to have to check up on that. We'll, we'll check. We'll let you know. So check this out. Unmute that there. Story that has been circulating, no doubt you saw it. Ooh, quiet. Of COVID. We've all been trying to understand how this started and whether or not this did come from a lab in Wuhan. Uh, let me ask you what the Daily Mail is reporting. It says more evidence COVID was tinkered with in a lab. Now Dude, hey, let's let's cut this. Let's let's cut this. Oh, I got it. Any chunk of oh, you got DNA it? Yep. Okay. that matches sequence patented by Moderna. Three years before the pandemic began. Your reaction, Stefan? What can you tell us? So, my scientists are looking into those data to see how accurate they are or not. As I've said before, the hypothesis of an escape from a lab by an accident is possible. You know, human makes mistakes. So, uh, is it possible that the Wuhan lab in China was working on uh, viruses uh, enhancement or gene modification? And then there was an accident where somebody was infected in the lab and then infected their families and friends. It is possible on the claim you just uh, mentioned, uh, the scientists are analyzing to know if it's uh, real or not. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I was struck by the line. It matched a genetic sequence patented by Moderna for cancer research purposes, Stefan. Yeah. So, Welcome back you, to the big Sunday too, show. That now, wasn't too quiet there. I, I bumped it up a little bit. Okay. To, I don't know. The, the ultimate goal there, or the ultimate takeaway, I guess, is she was saying, yeah, I was just really struck by, you had it, they found a patented piece of the virus, or of your snippet code in the virus. Yeah. And then... It didn't play the the rest of the clip, but the clip goes on to say, "Well, yeah, we're, we're going to check to see if that is uh, if that is real. If this is, you know, uh, we, we will have our scientists check to see if it's real. Yes, yeah. and get back to you." So, when you have the incentive to cover up your own mistakes, you can pay people a lot of money to do that. Oh yeah, it's it's just like anything else. Like we. <laughs> You have this. It's just like social media companies having fact checkers that they hire check their own things. Like who who are you actually? You don't. You're not having someone that's outside source checking things. You're literally just checking everything yourself. Yeah, you're not having a third party that has no skin in the game. Yeah, check this, and that's what they need. They need to have an independent investigation and completely 
severed independent. And it needs to be verified. Um, okay, so let's go back to that the main video of the Romanian MEP kind of doing his thing. Let's just play the rest of this out. This is about a minute left here. Question, the contracts. You mentioned here that there are some secrets or some confidential information in these contracts that should protect your interests. Now, the question that I address to you, what about the interests of us and the interests of the European citizens? Because this is how some of the yeah, pages... Pause it real quick. From the- He's showing completely redacted pages. Basically, I mean, basically just black pages. If you added 200 pages on a word, probably 15 words are showing. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding. I mean, it's it's redaction after redaction after redaction. So he's saying, if you've done the clinical studies and the trials and the, the data is there, why are you blocking this out? Why can't we see this if you are mandating that we pump this into our citizens? Mm-hmm. Right? That's his only complaint here. Who starts to talk about medical products when we don't know the clauses? of these contracts. So the direct question to you, Mr. Bonsell, is when are you going to fully publish the contracts that you had both with the European Commission and with the member states of the European Union? Another question, the issue of liabilities. You were asked by our colleague here about the liabilities and you avoided to answer this question. So my question to you is, why are you pushing the liabilities on the states and on the people who receive these vaccines and might have, and I say it might have, adverse effects while you get all the profits. Nevertheless, the, bi- the bivalent boosters. This is the last question. Yeah, but you, already- you just stated here Almost that done. these boosters were requested by the U.S. government who also approved the boosters without trials on humans. That's so important. I'm asking you, do you think this is fair? Do you think we can go and ask the European citizens to be vaccinated with some medical products that were not properly tested or not at all tested in humans? Thank you. All right. Meanwhile, this bitch was trying to interrupt him the whole time. And I know that he only has 40 seconds to speak and he he was reprimanded for that. And he goes, to be fair, this is very important. This is probably one of the most important topics happening in the world right now. So essentially he's saying... This this booster that the United States has been vetted or that has been uh, distributing, re- distributing, requesting, approved, has not been tested on humans. The CEO of Moderna comes out and he says, uh, just to let you know, it has been tested on humans, just not in the United States population. So just a heads up, everybody. This was not tested in the United States, on humans. But they did elsewhere in the world for the booster. Hmm. This booster that's Omicron specific. So, I'm just saying, like, you're redacting all of the health information. We're seeing case after case of this crystalline tubular structure, these uh, exogenous particles forming within young people, old people, everybody's blood. We're not getting the information that we have. We know that you developed this years prior. We know that the COVID strain has a patented piece of DNA that belongs to Moderna. Mm -hmm. We know that Moderna, or take Moderna out of the picture. We know that China submitted a, a vaccine for the patent for COVID in February of 2020. 
Yep. We know all this shit. And now it's like it the, the shit's coming to a head here, right? You have all this evidence that's rolling out. This guy just spit out a shitload of facts. But Moderna and um, AstraZeneca, I don't even know why she was there, AstraZeneca VP, they are very smooth with what they say. The oh, responses, yeah. like, if I were a lay person and I don't do all the research and I was watching the responses, I'd go, okay, yeah, the responses were good enough. Yeah. I get it. But it goes back to the ultimate question is, you will always be two months or two generations of this virus behind. Yeah. And you continue to create these vaccines for a variant that was... That probably uh, almost doesn't exist anymore. Right? It's obsolete. But you're mandating it off of an obsolete virus. Yeah. Or an obsolete strain. And so the goal is, look at all of this, look at the summation of this. Decide for yourself. Show people this conversation. If you like what we talk about, share it, please. That's the only way we can get out there, you guys. Honestly, like, we have zero reach. You listening are our reach. So please share our content if you like it. Buy some merch if you like that. That promotes the conversation to start people looking into our content. Yeah, we got new stuff coming out all the time. If you want to get to know us a little more oh yeah come over to patreon yes and that'll support the show too join the family anything you guys can do to help you guys always do and you pull through love you guys uh and thanks for the show christopher yes sir raise that can all right until next time everybody sayonara later At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.